This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. Today we are blessed to have Robin with us in the podcast studio. She is the executive director of Wesselman Woods. She is a lifelong resident who has a passion for for the full spectrum of health and wellness. She graduated from Evansville Day School in the University of Southern Indiana. Go Scriggles. I say that every time I read that. Love it. Man, what a facility it is today. It's a little different than it was in 2000 when I walked out of there. Yep. Man, uh, blessed to have that as, a, as an asset. Um, she Previous experiences include real estate management, health and wellness director at Echo Community Healthcare, director of marketing and advertising. Uh, she has three grown children and recent and has become a grandmother earlier this month. Yep, sure did. Man, what an experience <laughs> that must be. It sure is. Do you just say yes to everything? Nope, nope. There's no, a lot of stuff it, I don't. <laughs> Grandma doesn't say I yes have. to everything? <laughs> well, and I haven't met him yet, so he he's actually okay. in California, uh, So, but I, I imagine that I will on, when it comes to him. <laughs> well, some of the things it says that you love to do, you love to travel, practice yoga, garden, scuba dive, and spend time with cherished friends and family. Welcome to the podcast, Robin Johnston Dean. So I am uh, very honored to be here. Thank you for asking me. Uh, thrilled to be here. Um, I absolutely love Westman Woods. I came on board about a little less than two years ago. It's a, an incredible organization that really is the gem of Evansville. That um, It's sad that a lot of people don't know that we have that. It's actually the nation's largest old growth forest uh, within an urban setting. So uh, I think we kind of take it for granted. And even being a lifelong um, resident, area resident, I didn't know that either. So um, it's just a wonderful facility that we have. Um, as I was talking to Mike earlier, we um, have a lot of different arenas that we have, uh, hats we wear in the community. We have our uh, education, not only for children, but we also have education for adults, conservation, uh, of course, upkeep and care of not only Westman Woods, but how wetlands as well. Uh, we have post-rehabbed animals that cannot be reintroduced out into the wild. We have them that we care for them as well. Um, and then we also have um, how wetlands that we care for. Wonderful. Yeah, it's been a, it. you know, as we talked about earlier, my children um, both have been at that facility for a number of things, whether it be a photo shoot or it's a day to go out and play some t-ball or just go out and run around or um, just take a walk. And, and it, it's been a, it's been a gem over there to be able to see them. Some of my favorite pictures actually of Bailey are on that playground over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then to, like you said, I think, uh, you know, when we had the Trails Coalition in and we were, Lori was talking about, you know, we have all these wonderful parks and we have all these wonderful assets to, like you said, it's, once again, it's a number one thing that, uh, you know, we should celebrate, we right. should talk about more. And so um, what's your been, what's your experience 
been with with the the community as you look to expand you know the reach and the education of Westman Woods? It's for me it's personally been very uh, it's a, been a really good growing experience. Um, I we were talking earlier about how negative a lot of things are nowadays but Evansville is such a wonderful community. Um, you just have to put yourself out there and connect with people. It's one of the great things about Westman Woods. It's a great uh, emulsifier and uh, segue in conversations because uh, as we we're talking about all the other things that we provide out there it's just um, our staff and uh, the connectivity piece with our community is what really takes care of Westman Woods and how our part out in the community. Yeah. So if there's if there was one piece of that that whole experience that out there that that you love and adore, what what's the one place that you would point individuals to? Um, uh, just going out into the trails to go yeah. out there. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I have a passion for health and wellness, and it's not just the physical, although Westman Woods does encompass the, the physical going out, but it also has the spiritual, the emotional, the environmental, um, and especially nowadays with health and wellness being, um, I think people are struggling emotionally, mostly with emotional health. So yeah. uh, there's science that backs up going out mm-hmm. into nature, being taking a nice stroll. It's just um, it has the markers where you're your heart slows down, your blood pressure reduces, your state of mind increases. So it has a scientific uh, evidence to back how important it is to, to reconnect and, and to get those, um, to get balanced again on the, the wellness spectrum. Love it. You've been out there with the I've been one. out there, yeah. Running the trails. Yeah. Lizard yeah. crossing. You know, there's that time where you can't drive. Oh, yeah, with, the salam- yeah, with our salamanders. salamanders. Yep, the salamander yeah, gates. That's so. always cool. Yeah, yeah. We actually uh, we have a new uh, director of natural resources that came in about a year ago, and she's gotten some trail cams out there, and then she's also been starting to do some uh, additional research on uh, the different species of salamanders that are out there. So working with DNR, there are a lot of uh, species of plants and or animals that you can't find. They're endangered um, within um, Indiana. So it's really cool when we get to go out and uh, we're doing a lot of research to figure out exactly what all is in Westman Woods and in the, so Westman Woods is different than the Westman Park. We are the um, enclosed area where the actual Mm -hmm. 200 old forest is, but uh, in Westman Park is where that gate is. And that's what we're figuring out exactly all kinds of different salamanders. (laughs) We didn't even know we had so it's really interesting so and then we we touched on this briefly but you wanted to expand on it the used to be a par three golf course mm-hmm. out there and that's and and also roberts park if i guess you can call it a park it's more like a grassy area right right correct <laughs> right now so and i know that's a political thing but how, how what what's going to happen there what is there a long-term vision to Right now, uh, we just acquired it earlier this year. So we worked with the mayor's office. It was just um, and the city's unable to keep up that par three. It was just losing too much money. And there was so much more money that was going to have to be dumped yeah. into it. So it just was sound advice with um, how much it was costing versus the usage out there. Um, we are actually going to be having a voice session with leadership, everyone that we are in, um, asking the community to join us in. It's from four to six o'clock on November 4th. And we're asking everybody to come out to Westman Woods. Woods uh, Nature Preserve, and we're just going to have a brainstorming session. Um, leadership is uh, Evansville is just an incredible organization, and mm-hmm. both Denise and Lynn Miller Pease are, are fantastic. And so they're going to guide us and lead us through there um, with the entire community can have an input as to what they think they would like to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of our basic thoughts of what we are envisioning is it will be reforestation, potentially some um, you know wetlands, and uh, increasing our research to have some outdoor classrooms to have some outdoor 
outdoor boardrooms mm-hmm. um, and just really expand that area. Because that's a great opportunity to teach, right? Absolutely. And that's one of our biggest components here. We actually have just a phenomenal staff. And um, I think Westman Woods has uh, for a long time been known as the gold standard of if you have a question about animals or Mm -hmm. if you have a question about the environment, they would call us and um, ask questions. So our engagement component is really, really important. Well, I know that one one component, though, is the recycling center. So hopefully that comes back. Well, the recycling center (laughs) itself will not come back, Um, unfortunately. Um, because of the commodities Mm -hmm. and with our uh, we only have eight to nine staff full-time staffers right now Um, and with the finances we just we could not continue to keep that we do however still have our off-site recycling so we are working with um, the recycling center the mayor's office and so we do offer that once uh, once a month where people can go out and do their off-site recycling so it's just a much larger problem that that a lot of people don't understand it's not just even Westman Woods or Evansville it's not even national it's a global problem where globally it's so expensive to um, to recycle so what we're promoting is to rethink reuse and then recycle so the mayor is very very much um, uh, aware of the problems and, and he's such a big proponent of recycling it's just when you're dealing with something that's much, much larger than uh, Evansville, it's, it's, a, oh, yeah. a gl- it's a global problem. Well, and even when you break it down into this, the simplest thing like for us, because we have recycling at our house, yep. so yep. we do it. But it's like we go from, you know, we only have like a bag of trash a week, but we fill up our recycling container. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, people that don't recycle, you're nuts. Because yep. just for that alone, why do you want to have five bags of garbage and their bags are falling out of their trash can it's like if you recycled you you'd have like a right one bag of trash like why do you want to just for that reason alone we we recycle a lot of times we want to anyways but just for that reason it's like good enough for me one bag of trash i don't have to empty trash multiple reasons absolutely every day and in the house so it's it's i don't know It, it was just we've we used it when we lived on bellmead um so it was yeah. a great resource. Yes, and we hated uh, the board, and I sat down and went over all the numbers, and actually Rob, uh, Rob Flores from uh, Berry Global, mm-hmm. that's his expertise, and so he's actually helping with uh, the recycling center that we do have, and uh, like I said, we came to that um, unfortunate decision to do that, because when Westman Woods first started recycling, uh, we got a lot of money from it, and there wasn't yeah. uh, city recycling. There wasn't any recycling within the city. Now there is city recycling. Um, and of course, with uh, a lot of our volunteers are also elderly. So when the COVID pandemic hit, I mean, we, you know, it was yeah, just very is. scary with our staff and with our elderly volunteers. So, yeah. So for the listeners who don't, you just talked about, I mean, we've talked a lot about Wesselman Woods and I drive by that and I always tell my kids as we're going, I said, you know, that piece of you know, what we're looking at there can't be really touched, right? I mean, Correct. there is. So what is what are the requirements to be that that area that is like, I mean, as you said, there's salamanders, there's all those things. So what is the develop? I mean, within that, how is Wesselman Woods maintained? Like, how does that work? Well, we work with the DNR, and then uh, we also have, even with our animals, all of it, we report to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, the, uh, a lot of uh, different federal requirements that we have, and then the, the Indiana DNR as well. So um, anything that... 
and you don't understand until you really get involved and understand all those criteria, but nothing is allowed to be taken in or taken out of Wesselman uh, Woods, not the park. The park is separate from the mm-hmm. woods, but once you come into Wesselman Woods, um, other than the playscape, the playscape is three acres set aside just for kids to run and touch and feel, mm-hmm. and they can yeah. take stuff and bring stuff right. and play out in nature. However, the preserve portion, um, if you were to go out into the nature preserve and to shut your eyes and to really stop and listen to what you hear and let your senses to what you smell and then open your eyes up. That is what 70% of Indiana looked like as of three, 400 years ago. It's never been cleared um, thanks to the McAllister family, Mm -hmm. um, but that's where they were either sick and or they were helping to to build the Erie Canal. So they didn't have the time to clear out Westman Wood. So that's why it still stands today, but it's really um, exciting when you stop and think and use all your senses to think, this is what 70% of Indiana looked like three, 400 mm-hmm. years ago. And you can subsequently see, you know, three, 400 year old trees back there. Yeah. So one of those falls down and has to stay there? Stays there. Mm-hmm. Other than if it's on the trail, we will take and uh, saw, you know, right between where it hit the trails and then push it to the side. Yeah. So it's not real manicured like a lot of gardens are, right. but it's um, natural to where you know that that's what it looked like three or 400 years ago. So nope, nothing's brought in, nothing's taken out. Um, you know, we keep the trails, you know, cleared of debris, but other than that, everything stays uh, the way it should be. Other than we try to keep out invasives. That's one of our big projects that we're trying to work on. Uh, and then we also have some research and we're working with Dr. Hoshwinder at U of E and some students out at USI to maintain its integrity of, uh, and, uh, and honor its um, history. And then bridge, I was going to say bridges across that are part of the trail that have been built over the years. Is that simply because of that waterway, you don't want to disturb it? Is there is there more to that than just, eh, we want to go over this well, and some the, of it- <laughs> water gets here and we... People aren't going to slosh through the water. Right. Well, it's both. (laughs) Um, But then we also do have uh, eager beavers are out there and as well as other animals. So it's trying to maintain the integrity of of you leaving the forest by itself, but then to still kind of help balance out the the, uh, ecosystem as well. So, but most of that, that's just so people can actually have the trails, but all of the trails have gone through DNR. And we, like I said, we we really go through a lot of different hoops. We just put in some new signs and you have Mm -hmm. to get uh, approval to even put a little bit of concrete around it to, you know, to to sink in the sign. So everything that we do has to be approved and get permits and and a lot of requirements. So And government moves at the speed of light. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily I have fantastic staff that really help take care of most of all that stuff. Well, and it's great to hear. I don't think people understand behind the scenes a lot of times what goes into the amount of work and amount of effort that goes into just (laughs) making it. They just show up and go, Uh, walk through and yeah and it's so funny you say that because people come into especially my office because i have it's window uh, windows on all Mm -hmm. sides of it and it's um, beautiful looks out over to uh, westman woods and and people come into our office and say oh it just must be you know so wonderful we want people to think tranquil you know peaceful calm inside the back office of where you know admin is we are scrambling around and we have some very very passionate people and we're always uh, running 100 miles a yeah. minute so but it's funny we absolutely want people to slow down when they come to Westman Woods and have that very peaceful feeling but for us on the inside as you guys probably know you know behind the scenes where all the work happens to make it uh, to put that out there for people. it's not just it fell right there and it looks just like that yeah <laughs> like it just naturally happens because you know we have the proper humidity and there is no yeah yeah Duster, yeah. Exactly. Lots to, to keep up there to be able to experience yeah. the natural. The maple beauty. syrup bottles itself. Oh, we yeah. don't even have to. <laughs> it's so easy. Don't get me on. Uh, there was a whole 
Netflix thing that I was watching the other day, and it was about this this uh, northeast. It was a maple syrup, and everything was 100% automated, and like they had like oh, yeah. three thousand, like thirty thousand acres, and everything was piped together, and it all like triggered it. One like oh my goodness. Uh-huh. I'm further up north, like almost into Canada yeah. that area. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a system to it, isn't there? It's <laughs> just incredible. Watch that whole thing and like like this whole ecosystem just at, at one point in time, it's like the largest industrial but really organic way to get maple syrup. And they just like the way in which the wood, like every tree is piped and it goes back into this uh, storage bay and then yeah. it goes into production like the machine that they created, they said there's no other, there's no other company that can do it like that. Wow! I think they said they had like seventy plus percent of all maple syrup came out of this place. Netflix, all the information it brings you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As well as as long numbers. as you don't add a sugar to it or preservatives or just just have the regular syrup. Yep. Yep. But we had to do ours manually. Yeah. We take the buckets and empty it into the evaporator, and so mm-hmm. we're we're old school at Westman Woods. Love it. So we can come out and buy that. Yep, uh, that'll be closer when obviously the the syrup um, we the sap starts running and we make the syrup probably about uh, usually in January and February, and then we have our big maple sugar bush event that's in March. March. Yep. Okay. Yep. Love to see you out there. Pancakes, sausage. Well, we didn't do it the last year. uh, Last year because of COVID. Yep. We'll have our pancakes, sausage, orange juice. uh, Probably have Alfred out there. It's a really good time. Um, One of the things uh, when I first joined on, I was on the board previously before being the the executive director. But Westman Woods just has that history of volunteers, and uh, you just feel like you're stepping back in time. And they just welcomed me into the family. And so uh, Maple Sugar Bush is an event that really uh, makes you feel that yeah. that connection to history and to the to the environment and the maple trees. It's a, a neat event. You know what? I didn't know that. Even man, see, well, you'll get an invitation. Knowledge. <laughs> see, and that's part of the experience of Evansville. We're trying to help out with just yeah, play our just role. Don't, yeah, what is out there? You know, because there, like, I always this, feel like, oh, that would have been fun if I knew about it before it was over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's just one of those traditional historical events that um, just brings you back to your roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, so we have guided tours, animal encounters out there. It's just a fun. Ex- we always have those um, off and on periodically throughout the year. But Maple Sugar Bush is just where you almost feel like you've stepped back in time. It's just a really, really neat event with all our volunteers who will give the guided hikes. And I've been on several guided hikes, but with each different uh, volunteer, they, they got a little different flavor, and I learn something new every time I go out there. It's, uh, yeah, it would be great for my kids to go through that because they think uh, syrup, which they're big pancake and waffle fans, mm-hmm. like that's what we have to make like every weekend. Um and then you have to have that with sausage and everything else, but they think that comes from schnooks. Yep. Well, the only <laughs> bad thing about um, our trees is the amount that we tap. It goes very quickly because up north where it's colder, they have a lot more sugar fructose uh, mm-hmm. concentration. Yeah. So here it takes us a lot more sap to make that syrup. Um, and again, the staffing is important too, but yeah. we just don't have uh, where we can tap or the facility to drag all of that sap all the way up to our maple sugar bush. Uh, we have a little cabin up there that we evaporate it down and have our wonderful... Um, volunteers manning that for us so you've talked about it a couple times obviously we've went through a very uh, different last couple of years like what was the covid experience like for you and Westman Woods like how did it, it impact the organization you know from staffing from a like what was it 
Uh, it was really challenging. Um, I was actually brought in maybe about a month before COVID hit. So, and there were issues and problems that had to be addressed because um, we've had some phenomenally great EDs. Um, and then uh, there was, we were without an, uh, an executive director for a while. So things um, needed to be fixed and kind of put a, um, um, taken into uh, the direction, kind of collaborate on where we're going to go. And we're actually in the process of doing a strategic plan to really decide because we have so many exciting opportunities with the PAR 3 and the Playscape. Mm -hmm. And um, so we really are taking the time to invest in our staff and really figure out where our point is and importance in the community. So um, it, it, so it was an extra challenge. We had some problems before I got on board and then, then literally COVID hit uh, after that. But one of the, the things that uh, the staff board and myself are most proud of is despite um, financial challenges, we were able to open up the trails to everyone uh, through COVID to, as a source um, for people to get out into nature because everything was closed up. And we did get some backlash because people thought, oh, what if people are close together and how can you manage 200 acres, you know, making sure people didn't didn't see each other or talk or, yeah. you know, um, but we decided, we collaborated and decided that that was one thing we were going to provide to the community was to open up and have a, a safe, healthy space to be get out into nature because because again, it is really critical to mental health to be out outside in nature. Yeah, there's not a, a a lot of you know private space that you can go and have that experience. Like the, you know, if you live out in you know North Green River Road or whatever it is in one of the areas out there in a subdivision or whatever, where can you actually go in, in the community mm -hmm. where there is that that mindset? Like you said, mm -hmm. I'm going to go back 300, 400 years, and I'm going to have this place where I can connect. Mm -hmm. And it was nature. really cool because we had people, one of our big, um, uh, over the last two years, we were trying to make sure that Westman Woods is accessible to everybody. So, which is kind of challenging because we were having financial issues, but then also to, you know, but then to still provide a free service or where people can, can access it. So that has been one of the ways, uh, and we have all different types of events. We just hired a wellness in the woods where it was open and free to the public for a whole week where anybody and everybody could come in. We had mm -hmm. tours and um, just all kinds of events and and uh, little learning experiences for them so that we were tapping into that of how can we obviously we have to, to pay our bills and to mm -hmm. you know keep the lights on and to maintain every everything but how can we also make sure that everybody knows about Westman Woods because you can't expect kids to who have never even been out in the environment mm -hmm. or to worry about conservation or its importance when they've never experienced it so um, the COVID uh, so we were really <laughs> proud to be able to offer that and subsequently every morning um, from about seven o'clock to nine o'clock, everyone is free to access our trails to go on to walk. So if anybody wants to walk through our trails for free up until nine o'clock, Monday through Friday, um, sorry, not Monday, Tuesday through Friday, they're mm -hmm. welcome to walk the trails for free. Wow. With, with that, and we've talked about the word multiple times um, as we go into this, can you give the listeners uh, really a definition of when we say the word experience, what it means to you? Um, experience to me is gaining, you know, taking the information and or skills by hands on, by feeling things, doing them. 
um, it's kind of like a tapestry, you know, the more uh, deeper the colors, then, then the richer that tapestry is. And it's kind of thing, same thing with, um, with experiences they, that help to, for us to grow. And I think the critical time is to reflect on whether it was a success or it was a failure, mm-hmm. um, is to look back and really fl- reflect and then take that information and think about, okay, how am I going to move forward with this information? It just gives us, um, especially those tough times, that's where you, you know, those uncomfortable, <laughs> sticky, bad times that you just want to, to steer away from that experience. But those are right. actually the times that are when we grow the most. So, um, yeah, I think that's where we, we get our grit, determination, and, and just have a, a more a better tapestry with more in-depth colors and, and more texture. She used the word you guys like. What's that? Grit. Grit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Make sure like you are, right? Yeah. yeah. People that get through it. Absolutely. Good or bad. I always try to teach my sons, like, well, it's not good or bad. It's how you perceive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is and those really? are the most rewarding times is, are the ones that are the most challenging. That's yeah. where we grow. And, you know, you feel like you've accomplished something because you tackled it. And you, you've actually experienced it. So Yeah. It's an experience. So Mindset. Yeah. Mindset. It's all about like your mindset. I have yeah. to get up in the morning and I have to do this or I get want to do Absolutely. This. I want to do this. I'm blessed to do this. Whatever it is, it's just a mind, you know. Mm-hmm mindset shift of how how you take that you know, the the little social infographic that you see is most people think the you know i think i've used, talked about this on the podcast before everybody thinks that success is just a straight arrow <laughs> straight to the top and everybody gets there but really you know the, that experience and you hear it on almost every podcast and and every inspirational uh story you hear it, it's not the the straight you know, trajectory to the top that you hear a lot about. It's mm-hmm. what I learned in the bottom of it, and that spaghetti of a mess of when I was at the bottom, and had to to work out of that. So, uh, very much so, grit and the ability to take that and use it to shape it to say what is the future. And I'm, I'm blessed to be able to you know take on this challenge and and be able to carry it and and get out of it. So, you know, growing up. I mean, you talked about it earlier, you know, day school, graduate, University of Southern Indiana. How has that shaped you in in your life experience here and as you start to, you know, shape the future of what Wesselman Woods looks like? To me personally, um, one thing I don't know that I knew when I was younger is the importance of relationships, community, people. and I don't know if it was just my me personally or if people didn't have that back then. I think that people were a little bit more hardline, hard nose. I don't know that there was much sharing of information there is now. Um, but those experiences have helped me to get where I am today. Um, they're just I love USI, the people I met out there, and then subsequently day school. I still keep in touch with a lot of my friends from there. But it also introduced me to a lot of people in the community who mm-hmm. are doing a lot of things. Um, and Sean, as we talked about earlier, there are so many people that are doing stuff within the community that you just don't even have any idea. They're just <laughs> quiet, those quiet little unsung sung worker bees, uh, kind of like Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa is my 
Oh, my biggest oh, yeah. inspiration. She is my my number one inspiration. So um, I think that uh, having those connections uh, with people in the community because um, and with our staff, too, because a lot of people will come out to Westman Woods and they'll just come out and, you know, maybe walk a trail. But there's so much more in our connectivity piece is our um, our staff. They're the ones that can when they take an animal out, they're the ones that make that connection with the animals and explain mm-hmm. their importance and value. And you can see where it just ca- uh, captures people um, in our wellness in the woods. It was mostly targeting um the, the younger generation and kiddos, but we actually had several sessions of people who were elderly that came out and an entire animal encounter was focused around people that were all probably um, my age and a little older. So it was neat to be able to tap into everybody, but it's all about um, those connections and relationships within people. Yeah, and a lot of that is because of technology, right? I think I think there was something being stubborn in the old days, this is mine. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think there were still people, but now it's easier for people to connect that want to connect, that want to be a part of that. So how do you weave in, you know, 21st century with old Westman Woods sitting here, you know, and how does that, how's that experience of connecting people that way? Well, it's actually, especially with COVID, I mean, yeah. how how awesome that we have that uh, ability to, t- to touch base with people um, through social media, which we did. We had some um, uh, online classes and or some videos that we had put out there just to reach and touch base with kiddos and then also to let people feel like they're walking through our woods. We've done mm-hmm. some hikes and we've had um, some videos on that as well. So social media has been really impactful and helpful. We actually just got some new signs with uh, sponsored by Kenny Kent and we had QR codes on there as well. Um, so that's a way for people to, to learn mm. about the different species that are out there by that QR code. Um, one of the things we're looking and projecting is how do we increase our technology as we move forward? One of the things we'll probably uh, look to once we do our strategic plan is how do we get to where people can track themselves while they're out on the um, out on yeah. the trails? And then I have what's called a, a picture this app where you don't know where a species mm-hmm. of plant is. You take a picture of it. It's on your app. So we're hoping yeah. to incorporate some of that to where the technology plays a part of it. So um, we're looking to get that subsidized where we can get um, Internet service through there and to get some of the software to where people can start learning even more yeah. about the environment and its importance. And I just thought that because my son's the challenge kid, right? It's mm-hmm. like, he, if we can go out there and go walk through or we can do the playscape, or that's fun. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, hey, look at this, and he's like, this is boring. <laughs> he wants to be physically a part of it. Right, right. And it, and it is a physical experience. Right, right. More yeah. than it is a, you know. A virtual experience, you lose something there. You lose just like conversations, right? You lose something when right. it's not in person and it's over a monitor, right? Um, so I know that had to be challenging for you guys. It is. It is both, but it does also. We have on our special on our <coughs> Facebook, you know, the different types of species where it educates people about whether it's a plant or an animal sure. or something with conservation or the environment. Uh, we put that out there. So and again, it's just take, keeping that connection through our social media. Um, yeah. So you have a great, you've been in Evansville lifelong. So what's a, what's somewhere that makes, is an experience for you? A location, a place, or? Um, probably a little partial to Westland Woods, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there are a couple of spots in there that I just love. Um, I actually just got back from uh, North Carolina with some girlfriends and that, um just being outside is just to me i love being out in nature again it hits almost a lot of the different uh spectrums in the wellness factor so um it's just 
to me, I'm very much a tactile person and an experience. Mm -hmm. It's so different to learn something as opposed to be going out and mm -hmm. actually experiencing it. So um, I would say a, a large majority of my places um, that where that spiritual connection is, is out actually at Wesselman Woods. You, you talked a little bit about it. You know, the experience of, of those individuals who have the knowledge of the, uh, you know, the animal or the species or whatever. Do you, are you able to quantify the, like what the experience really is versus digital versus that hands-on, like in creating that experience that Wesselman Woods wants to have for the future? I mean, is it more meaning, do you think for your, your, um, the members that come out and walk and the families that come out, the group? you know, set, you know, group setting where they're in person, able to touch and, and all that versus the digital. Is there, you know, which one to you creates that real core value? Well, I think it's a, it's a little bit challenging for us because we're trying to get people to slow down and kind of step away from the busyness of life. So mm -hmm. to go back to old school and to somewhat um, take out you know, cell phones and to step back and really stay with yourself. However, there's a big component of that with the education and then getting people and just that interaction. Um, before I had a Facebook page when I was at Echo um, for our wellness, we were called the Healthy Echoes. And um, a big part of getting people to move and be active was actually taking pictures and putting it on our Facebook page. Yeah. So, cause people would see, oh, look at how much fun they're having. And it was yeah. really, really <laughs> instrumental in touching people. And they would see everybody out there walking or, you know, doing play, taking place right. with a, a kickboxing class or sharing recipes. So there is that component of one-on-one -on -one where you talk to people about their health and wellness, but then it's also connecting with them uh, to where people can share and add what they're doing on, on Facebook as well. So it's kind of that kind of follows through and uh, the same thing, just a little bit different with Wesselman Woods to where, mm -hmm. you know, step back in time, you know, take that time and space for yourself. However, then to celebrate and then share those experiences using technology to connect with other people and to motivate them in a way to talk, uh, to be more connected with everybody. Yeah, I'm sure it is that, that, that challenge of, you know, be here, be present, be mindful, you know, be in third gear, be in family, be in, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, help us promote what a gym we have here before you leave. Like, a little bit of a paradox. Yeah, it is. And and I think that's the, the, the challenge of, of where we're at because everybody wants to you know, have the selfie, have the, have the moment that they've captured with the, you know, the trail walk and all those things and, and then be able to share it. But at the same time to have the core memory, it's, you know, be here, be present, be mindful, see things that you wouldn't see anywhere else. You right. know, this is 300, 400 years of preservation right in front of you and the willingness to really slow down and keep the cell phone in your pocket a little bit and, you know, be able to connect with family and friends and as you go through that experience. And then at the same time, be able to have spots where you just remind them, hey, by the way, take a picture right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you walk down Main Street, you know, here and how are you? Yeah, you walk down Main and there's, oh, this, this spot is brought to you by this hanging chandelier is brought to you by mm -hmm. you know, take a picture of it tag us whatever it is but, uh -huh. you know that be present but also you know and i think 
it can yeah. it can marry together to just like I was talking about the picture of this app to where you're walking through the woods, but you're and you're still connected. And maybe some days I'm just going through there and it's all about my mental mental health and I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, really stepping out. Or sometimes maybe I'm exploring and I want to learn, you know, it's the, and also the certain times of year because Westman Woods is constantly changing. Um, so maybe another time I'm walking through the woods and I want to learn what this species is and how that mm-hmm. correlates to this and right. why this is there. And so I think it can be, you know, a different experience every time someone comes. So I think those can work together very well, actually. Yeah. Well, and what, a, what an opportunity, too, because, um, again, being a creative, I'm just listening to what you're saying. I'm going, wow, that voice session to develop what's going to happen there, what that can be. There's a lot that could be packed into that area that from an educational community, you know, just kids. Yeah. Active lifestyle. I mean, there's a lot yeah. to go. That well, can go there. Trails, and I mean, that's what we're really probably my personally. Yeah. I would love to see uh, outdoor boardrooms. I think mm-hmm. that would be so cool. Where uh, you know different organizations can come out, you know, get away from their normal day, kind of crazy, and, and to do where they can take trails, and then mm-hmm. they can you know work on whatever each organization wants to do. But a, a way mm-hmm. for them would have the technology component. We'd have to have you know where they could um, you know all the technology that what they would need, but then they would also be in a, a creative setting where they could you know um, kind of step out of their their office and use that space in a different way and then to be able to watch some you know growth happen what whatever it becomes you know you're watching trees and and watching them grow Westman's you know say it's done it's constantly evolving still but Mm -hmm. for most people to see little kids they go oh these trees got planted and to watch them grow as they grow up. It's yeah. And Westman too. Woods is very beloved. That was one of the things that I uh, really re- strong, really impacted me is remembering people's stories about, oh, when I was a kid, I went mm-hmm. to Maple Sugar Bush or, you know, the, the we would ride along the, the railroad tracks or, yeah. you know, participate in this. And, and this was only here and that. So it's been really cool to hear people's story. But yeah. it has, again, that experience that connects them and to hear those treasured stories of when they were little. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. I, I've talked about it on well, last three podcasts, that railroad going through there. What an opportunity. Oh, it's uh, beautiful. It, it actually runs parallel to our Boonville Trail, and especially during the fall time, just there's a canopy of trees, and you walk through there. And so I know the mayor is hoping to get that to be a rails to trails. Um, we hope so. You know, that again, comes down to, it comes to funny. It was funny. I was talked to, I've talked to a couple people about it, and they're like, yes, you need to make, you know, char- charge that forward yeah. and make yes. it happen. And um, unfortunately, well, well, not unfortunately, but Westman Woods is kind of my priority right now. There are only so many dollars and, and yeah, hours so in the day. So, <laughs> but I do yeah. feel very passionate about that. And the Trails Coalition is, is wonderful. And we have a lot of people in the community really working to make uh, bring Evansville up to uh, the next century. All I know is that that shut down railroad that's not in service. Creative wants to think there's like 10 counties or something that's connected to it. I'm sure there's like four or five, <laughs> but the ability to take that rail to trail and be able to go to Work County or spent whatever that looks like yeah. um, for future generations. Would be to go amazing. up to Bluegrass or even Friedman Park. Mm-hmm. And then theoretically, I know uh, Lori had mentioned Van Hook with the Trails Coalition, where they're hoping to eventually get to where they can have a trail down to Mount Vernon. So theoretically, mm-hmm. if this all comes together, then you could go ride your bike or we could have the half marathons or marathons and triathlons. And wow. think of the, yeah. the community engagement and bringing <laughs> people into Evansville. And, and you know what? Guess what? We won't be the, the, the cities or the, the kind 
country's most unhealthy city. <laughs> yeah, they can take that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was very skewed. But uh, but we want to be seen as a healthier community. We don't want to be seen as, you know, sure. lacking and far behind the rest of the country. <laughs> I know, like, from experience, the first time, my, as we talked before we uh, hit the record button here, my son does travel baseball in O'Fallon uh, over uh, near St. Louis and Collinsville and all that. They have that. Like, right? I mean, before you go over the Mississippi, all that is connected. All those communities over there are connected by a formal rail system. Mm -hmm. And it's all bike. And and that was the first time I actually experienced that. I'm like, man, what an awesome opportunity. And, And for them to be able to capitalize on it. And then when I heard that that rail system here was actually shut down and they took all the I'm like, why do they take those all down? Well, they're not using it anymore. Mm-hmm. It won't be in service. I'm like, man, here we go. But um, my capacity to even, I mean, I speak it and I hope that it goes out and it catches somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, once again, be a fire starter. I, I can't maintain it because my capacity is, you know, I can't take on another thing. I know oh, yeah. Take yeah. On another <laughs> thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I know people can't take on another thing, but man, could somebody, you know. And that was at the heart of voice, you know, because you mentioned on November 4th when that's going to happen. And that's yeah. the heart of it was connecting people because mm-hmm. you can always, I mean, we have thousands and thousands of great ideas of things that people want to do. But the the effort and the collaboration and the people to get it done. Yeah. And the money. I mean, especially yeah, this, I mean, there's a lot, it's and very, money. very, very expensive. So yeah. a lot of factors. And sometimes you're just burning out volunteers. I know. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're like, Oh, you did that. Now do this. Now do that. And they're like, okay. After a couple of years, it's like, I'm done. I got to take a break. You know? And, and especially now with yeah. the, the job market, with being the way it is, I think everybody is just stressed out mm-hmm. and overextended. And um, we're seeing that more so now than that more than ever. Yeah. And, and I feel like our, not just our, it's pretty much across the board. Oh, yeah. Everybody's feeling that. But be able to, yeah, take a break. And yeah. so again, I mean, that, that part three, you just you get the creativity juices going, man. You start thinking, oh, wow, that could be, who knows what Roberts Park will do, but yeah. at least that'll be cool, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And the mayor is very much on board and Steve Schaefer, they're fantastic to work with. Yeah. So they very much have uh, their eye on this and trying to pull some, a lot of this stuff together. So they're both very big. Ag- big you talk so. about the collaboration in the mayor's office and, you know, DNR and all, like how many community collaboration pieces does it take to maintain and sustain and move Wesselman Woods forward? Oh, I don't think that you can really have too many. No. Um, unfortunately, we've uh, over the last few years, some a lot of those relationships have uh, been severed, which is a shame. And that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to reestablish to regain those uh, connections. So I don't know that you can really have too many. I think when the more people you get involved, um, I mean, there's a lot that goes with that. There's right. the good and the bad, the yin and the yang. But um, I know one of the the big uh pieces that we're working on right now is Junior League. Next year, we're getting ready to celebrate our 50th anniversary. And Junior League, uh, those ladies were responsible for uh, salvaging Wesselman Woods because they were uh, mm-hmm. had been were going to sell it off and it was going to become, I think, yet another golf course mm-hmm. and or another subdivision. And so they really hit the ground mm-hmm. running, got the funding to maintain and, and preserve that that little piece of land, or not little, but that tract of land. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're going to be celebrating them. They're actually coming out for a big 
big hike next year. Um, we've had a lot of great organizations just in the last two years that I've been talking to uh, that have been helping us with our Green Allies program. Um, we also have all of our education, recycling. We have people and organizations helping with that and then just the upkeep. And then now we're also trying to get uh, how wetlands back up to where they should be. Yeah. Very important. We lived over on Wrights Hill for a while when that first came. I mean, yeah, that was uh, definitely a, a bike stop of ours. And, and before we even, Melissa and I had our children, it was when that was first put in. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So I know we, we like to keep this under an hour for our listeners and everyone in attendance here as we start to wrap up uh, section of the podcast today, um, like to ask a few, you know, questions that are outside. So if there is a person, product, brand who has the most authentic, like consumer or brand experience, what would it be? Who would it be? Uh, Who's doing it right? Um, it's a, uh, is this local or something? Anything. Or, um, Anything. My iPhone. I tell you what, I. Hand that out. I, I, I uh, hate to say that because in some ways, like I said, we, we try to get away from our phones and it's, it's a blessing and a curse on both levels. Mm -hmm. But to me, I value my relationships with my kids, my friends. And yeah, probably the biggest thing is the phone and the camera for me. Yeah. I love when those memories come back through or I can call or I can text a friend or, you know, just even um, to send a funny emoji to somebody to cheer them up. You know, if someone's having if I don't have that time or I can send a quick email. So to me, I, I mean, again, a blessing and a curse, but gosh, the way you can connect to people. When I went down to Asheville, you know, mm -hmm. pull up your phone, you got music. I love music and getting in my Jeep and just blaring the radio with the tops down, our windows and top off. And, you know, so that the phone just seems to be there in every single capacity mm -hmm. of, you know, but, but con connectivity is probably uh, the biggest component that I like about the iPhone and, you know, seeing those pictures of my kiddos. Um, Cause I, I remember when I had this fear that my, if my house burned down, the only thing that I would really, really, really want other than everybody being safe would be the pictures. Yeah. I just, yeah. for some reason, for me, it's just seeing my kids when they were little. And especially now that I'm a, I'm a grandma, I, I, my daughter sent me a picture of my little grandbaby, her son, and uh, they were sleeping the same way. They both sleep with their, their mm -hmm. little fists up. And so I send her pictures of when she was sleeping that way. And it's oh, just a, awesome. a connectivity piece for me. Yeah. And it's really as much, it's almost as frictionless as it can be, right? Like mm -hmm. the, you know, just the touch, the voice, the, the whole experience that you have through the technology and what they've really created over the last, you know, what, 15 years through. Everybody's like, oh, they launched the iPhone. Actually, it was iTunes and, and the software component, mm -hmm. like put on my, my Guardian hat here, my number uh, three voice here and talk about systems and processes and due diligence. It was like, how are we going to store all that information? We're going to start with music and then, oh, let's integrate this and this and, you know, how that whole ecosystem played out. Like, that's what changed them from a, you know, they're a, I sell a computer to I sell an experience. And it's that software connectivity that really turned that on for them. And it was frictionless. It was like, you don't, you don't have, like the minute you didn't have to plug it in anymore and download, I mean, that really made it go leaps and bounds of, I don't have to download it, I don't have to upload it. And now I can Bluetooth it, I can, you know, Wi-Fi connected, or I can buy for 14.99 a month, 
I can have unlimited music for me and my family. I don't have to buy an album anymore. I don't have to go to buy the CD. And that's an, a whole experience. And a lot of people, you know, still vinyl was is still big today, right? That experience. But the ability to just have a frictionless, yep, yeah, yes, I want that. And yes, I want that. And yeah, I want to be able to share this photo and get that memory. That's one of the things I love the most is like every once in a while I'll open my iPhone and there's, you know, the date, time, and it has a memory out of my iPhoto. Yep. Just go back. And, oh, yeah, I remember when they were that small, or I remember when we were driving there or skiing there or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, And by the way, I've never been on skis. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Snowboard. <laughs> snowboard. <laughs> never skied. No, it's all about snowboarding. I don't know why I said that. Um, so if there's one thing that you're looking forward to in the next six, 12 months? Like what's that thing on your list that you're looking forward to experiencing? Um, me personally, it's uh, to see my grandbaby and traveling. Wesselman <laughs> uh, Woods, uh, we're getting our strategic plan. We have a phenomenal staff and, and board members, great community partners right now. Um, so it's taking Wesselman Woods to that next step. So I'm really, really, really excited about that transition. Um, it's overwhelming how many you know, just incredible possible, uh, positive possibilities we have um, in the in the future. Yeah. And I think that's what we need, right? That's the leadership we need is what can it be? What can we do while preserving the past? And yeah. I feel like that that's what Evansville has, and it's just getting all those people connected, right? Because yeah. the naysayers are... Yeah, and it right. is. Uh, you are so right. And that's always, I mean, that's been an age-old problem of, you know, recognizing, acknowledging our past yep. and, and our history, but then, you know, following up with progress and moving everything forward. Right. Yeah. I think this is one of your favorite experiences, Mike. You can introduce this stuff. Like, what? Tell, <laughs> I don't Robin. do good as you do. Come on, I'm, tell Robin about this. Words hard for me. I can't. All right, this is a... Uh, we're both the creative pioneer... I'm going to put my glasses on yeah, for this one. Right. Put a, my glasses back on. Yeah, it's a... Sean found this deck of cards. Through social media. Through social it's media. Pop, pop it's called Pod Decks. Uh-oh. So it's one of those where you just pull a card. Uh-oh. That's the question. <laughs> Uh-oh. So you can answer it. You can pick another one. All right. We're not too I, strict. I don't know, know if I signed up for and this. And if you... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we can... we. Some people have said, you're going to answer this right. And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll answer it too. Take a little pressure off. But um, Sean kind of knows the <laughs> oh, backstory. No. So hopefully I shuffled it good enough. <laughs> Brag to me about the best things going on in the past 30 days. Oh, man. That's easy. Too <laughs> that easy. is an easy one. I'll take it. I feel like I've covered that a little bit. Uh, as I was sharing, I went down with some great friends down to... Uh, just outside of Asheville, mm -hmm. North Carolina. So that was absolutely fantastic. We hiked, listened to music. There was actually some people running up the the, um, the mountain. They had a, a race going on. So we got to oh, cheer wow. them on. And one of the mountains actually has a, a, a landing strip up on the top. So we got to see the creeks and some waterfalls. Mm -hmm. We ate great food. We all cooked. It's a really great. I, I am going to brag on my friends. They are <laughs> phenomenal. And everybody, you know, I talk about it and I say it to where it almost makes people nauseous that I continue to say how great they are. But everybody that meets them is like, holy cow, you've got some phenomenal friends. And I think that's what life is really, really about is surrounding yourself with some phenomenal people. And, um, you know, one of the things I've personally learned 
is you have a, it's almost like a, an onion. You have those people mm -hmm. that are really, really close and you can only have too many people that are, you know, you really, really keep in contact and put, make sure fit in your schedule. But then you have other people that you don't get to see very often, but maybe they're on a little bit further out layer and they're, you know, maybe they're really funny and they're just yeah. great to go out with sure. and but you don't get to see them very often. And so just remembering those layers, but this, this group that we've gone for the last seven or eight years, we've gone on vacations together and not once um, out of seven or eight vacations, uh, never like, well, what she meant by that? We just all get along. Everybody helps each other. So um, anytime I get to, to be around them, it, it's fun, fantastic. Um, another thing is that um, my grandbaby was, was born. And so my daughter has a, has her little little one. So that's exciting. I love, I actually have the three kids. So anything around them, that's my number one is being a mom and, and being there for my kiddos. Wonderful. Yep. And our staff at Westman Woods, they're another good thing that I will brag. And the board members, the board and staff, I will brag on them all day long as well. Yeah. Awesome. Are you answering or are, you, are, we, am I, are we abdicating? Oh, are we? I don't, we leave it up to the guest, I yeah. say. Like, we'll answer if you want. But, yeah. I think that was a great answer. Yeah. I know. <laughs> all Hard right. to top that. Yeah. I don't know. My last 30 days, uh, what have I done? I don't know. Well, it's Halloween, so... Mm -hmm. Son getting excited about Halloween. That's oh, what, you yeah. Know, getting to dress up in his, what has he got, like 30 cot outfit. He loves dressing up now. Uh -huh. Hated it. How old is he? Five. Oh. Just turned five. So oh. he hated it. A couple of years ago, hated it. Wouldn't mm -hmm. dress up. Like, nope. Now, every day, he just wears something. So he's excited for Halloween. Isn't it cool to watch your kids have their own, grow into their own personality yeah. and just bloom and blossom? And it's hard sometimes to step back and let them go, but it's a cool experience to watch them find their way and just bloom. Oh, I love doing it. But things go too quick right now. When they're young, it's like, I'm into this month later. Now I'm into this. Like, hold on, I just got into this with you. <laughs> yeah, wait till the teenage years. That's a whole nother ball, yeah. of, ball of wax. Enjoy it now because later on they don't want you to be along yeah, with them as much as you would like to be. Yeah. You know, you don't get to shape that. Oh, yeah. Um, so as we wrap up here, how do Wait, I, wait, wait, you didn't answer. Oh, the last 30 days, <laughs> what am I going to brag about? Yeah. You know what? I have to brag... I'm just thankful for my my community of friends, family, and uh, just overall associations in Evansville. I went through a crazy health thing over the last 45 days, really, of a of a colon rupture to all, being out uh, for a couple you know for a couple days in a hospital, and then you know next thing you know I'm going through three weeks of antibiotics and the next thing you know I'm going through an operation and like just the, the ability number one to just take it and go you know what this is an opportunity this isn't all this is happening to me but then it was just reinforced by all the all the friends and family that just said hey what do you need what do you need what do you need you know like what does the family need do you need rides do you need all this stuff and knowing that you know I'm there uh, the family's at home. The kids are running nonstop from the time they get out of school till nine o'clock and, and not wanting what happened to me to impact that. And it 100 percent went through without uh, without any complications. And I just have to brag on all my friends and family that were able to come in. And, and I have to say thank you for that. So, That's a good one. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, yeah, it was it, it just everybody was like. 
there was a point where I'm like, I'm not going to have this done. I'm going to fight mm-hmm. this naturally. There's nothing. And everybody was like, Sean, let's literally think about this now. You're, you've, you're a systems and analytics guy. You know the numbers of reoccurrence. If you don't, and you do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The small time it's going to take for you to heal, you know, a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there. And then you're right back to rebuilt and just mm-hmm. just do it. Just trust. And, and, yeah. and just the friends that said, you'll make it and the positive It'll piece around that. So, all right. So um, as we wrap up here, how do our listeners connect with you? Well, they can come out and visit Westman Woods at any point in time. Uh, if they check out our Facebook page, we have Instagram, Twitter, we're even on TikTok now. Um, but most just come in and enjoy the, the trails, any of the educational programming that we have. Um, we have, a, again, a Bavlio staff and always love to engage with the, the community. Wonderful. So as we wrap up here at 530 on Main, the Extension Studio, 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana, um, please like, share, comment. At 530 on Main has uh, homes on both the vpsarc.com website, extendgroup.com website. You can go there. You can actually listen to the podcast. You can, I think, download the podcast. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google, all those other things uh, that you listen to your uh, podcast on. You can subscribe. You can like and, and share it, please. And there's a form where you can say, hey, just like today, Lori actually recommended Robin not too long ago and look what happened. We had a community collaboration, had a great experience and it led to another great conversation that we get to share with the community about all of our awesome experiences Evansville has. So uh, please like, share and recommend any kind of uh, any individual who's doing great things that has an experience we need to share here in Evansville. Um, Mike, any closing thoughts, comments? No. All right. Going good. Going good. <laughs> Going good, right? Going good. It's positivity. Bring it up. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Well, Robin, we appreciate your time. Thank you so we much for having have, me. Uh, another stop immediately yeah. following this. So once again, thank you to our listeners. Without you, we're kind of in a vacuum. Share it. Like it. Put it out. Um, this is at 530 on Main from VPS Architecture and the Extend Group. Until next time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.